join me in prayer? God, we ask that you would be present with us this evening. Meet us by the power of your Spirit. Forgive us, for we know not what we do. We need your help, Lord. Remind us of your great strength and the power of your love. It's what holds all this together. We pray this in the name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. A few years ago, after one of the Oak Church fall block party pig picking, it's got 17 names, but after the giant party anniversary celebration, um, my family and I, we were walking along the side of the building here. My mother was with us at the time, and we were crossing uh, to go sort of across this intersection to go to where we'd parked over at the Lakewood Y. And as we're making our way across the intersection, we sort of did the look. Everything looked clear. As we're making our way across, though, a vehicle begins to make its way towards us. And so I sort of threw my arm and hurt my mom's shoulder, pulling her back. And then Jenny and I, you sort of just instinctively um, grab the girls to pull them back. And, and you just react to avoid the collision. And before that incident, I had never thought of intersections as places of collision. I'd only thought of intersections as places where paths cross. They're, they're places where paths maybe cross over or where they meet one another, but not necessarily a location of collision. Places where worlds clash. The cross is just such an intersection, though, a place of collision. In the crucifixion, we see the world of Jesus Christ, the way of God's kingdom, collide with the way of the authorities, with the powers and the principalities of the world. The ways of oppression and injustice seeking to crush the shape of the cross illustrates this. The vertical and the horizontal, and they meet there in the middle at this place of intersection. These two paths, these two ways of living and being in the world, they confront one another. The intersection of the cross is where love challenges hate. Where hospitality meets hostility, where peace protests against violence. It's where forgiveness is offered instead of vengeance. It's where belonging meets betrayal. Where courage takes fear head on. All at the place of the cross. This conflict, though, that was brewing, it wasn't new at the cross. This had been happening in Jesus' whole life. Jesus eats with the wrong people, hangs out with the wrong people, touches the wrong people, tells the wrong people they can belong and they're included. 
the final week of Jesus' life is sort of the culmination of this. Jesus rides in on this procession into Jerusalem, and he's not coming as the conquering king or the hero that the people of Israel maybe want, but instead shows up on a donkey. He meets the betrayal of Judas and the other disciples who abandon him with belonging by washing their feet and serving them. It's a different world that he's living into than the one they're inhabiting. Where these kingdoms collide, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of our world, that's where we meet God, or maybe rather where God meets us, at that intersection of the cross. But how do we know when God shows up? How do we know that it's, oh, that's God, that looks like God? The cross shows us what it looks like when we meet God, when God meets us. In, in the bulletin, we've got a poem by Malcolm Guided, Stations of the Cross, number 11, the crucifixion. Jesus is nailed to the cross. Sometimes we need poetry and song to get at the heart of what's happening in these moments. He writes, See, as they strip the robe from off his back and spread his arms and nail them to the cross. The dark nails pierce him and the sky turns black and love is firmly fastened onto loss. But here a pure change happens. On this tree loss becomes gain, death opens into birth. Here, wounding heals and fastening makes free. Earth breathes in heaven. Heaven roots in earth. And here we see the length and the breadth, the height, where love and hatred meet and love stays true. Where sin meets grace and darkness turns to light, we see what love can bear and be and do. And here our Savior calls us to His side. His love is free. His arms are open wide. That's the shape that God takes when God shows up. Arms wide open. God meets us in Jesus with outstretched arms held wide open with an exposed heart vulnerable to the world if you've ever gone in for a hug with someone, a friend maybe, and they give you something uh, maybe instead like a gut punch as a way of showing their friendship, you're fully exposed and vulnerable in that moment. You cannot be defensive when you hug, when you embrace. This is no easy place, this intersection of these worlds where these worlds collide it's a place of pain and suffering and conflict. But the cross reminds us that in our most painful moments, God is with us. Because it's a helpful reminder that that might be when we most miss where God shows up in our most painful moments. When we can't see where God is or don't expect to find God there or wonder where God is. It's why we tell this story over and over to remind ourselves that when we're suffering, God is near with arms wide open. 
with his arms wide open, Jesus willingly takes on all the sin and the brokenness, the hurt and the suffering the world has to offer and takes it into himself. Jesus' presence on the cross is God's refusal to ignore what's broken, what hurts, where suffering happens. God chooses to suffer with us and for us. Takes our suffering and forgives us for when we cause the suffering. Those open arms offer welcome to us, to embrace us, to pull us in close Remember when Jesus said, Jerusalem, I long to to gather you in under my wings, just like a mother hen pulls in her chicks with arms wide open in protection. Or think about the story of the, the father with the two sons. Both are lost in their own way. One has been lost for a long time, but returns home and the father meets him once he sees him from a distance. And he doesn't just hang back. The father runs to him and embraces him. Arms wide open. That's how we know when God shows up. What it looks like when the Lord of life meets us in our pain. Because the story is not over. Not tonight, but not even on Easter Sunday morning. Sandra McCracken has a song called Fool's Gold, and the chorus says, But if it's not okay, then this is not the end. And this is not okay. So I know this is not, this is not the end. Just as the intersection of those two paths is not the end of an intersection or of those two paths, they continue on. In a sense, it's only the beginning, really, once you come to that intersection, that place of collision, because then we have a choice about what path to pursue, the path of life or death that God offers us. This happens on a universal scale, but it also happens in our hearts. We find ourselves here in this story at this intersection and Jesus sends us out tonight and tomorrow and Sunday and Tuesday. Sends us out on the path of God's kingdom with arms wide open to face fear with courage, to belong to one another instead of betray or divide. To offer forgiveness instead of vengeance, a word that our world needs. To meet hostility with hospitality, which is going to take courage and risk. To protest violence with peace and to challenge hatred with love. Because that's what it looks like when God shows up. Let us pray. Lord, remind us that you haven't left us or forsaken us. That you haven't abandoned us or left us to our own devices, but that your spirit lives within us and calls us forth. Give us the strength we need.
the honesty we need and the hope we need. We pray this in the name of our crucified Lord. Amen.